Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today is January 29th, 2021. We're going to be talking about the Boink GUI, where it stands, where it could go, what we want to see. And I don't know, we'll think of something else too, I guess. Uh, you are welcome to join us every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord server, where we talk all things Boink. And if you want to talk about something, my friend, I guess, uh, come on in and let us know, and we'll give you some time to talk about it. Your Boink project, uh, 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 like a, a Boink project you're working on, not like a crunching project, but software or like Delta's Boink OS or something like that. Uh, oh, my guttering project. Or your guttering project, an idea, a dream, a hope, a wish, whatever. Let us know, us being myself, Jay Ringo, and the lovely Australian Delta, who, shocker, never has eaten emu. It's emu, not emu. <laughs> it, there's three letters, E-M-U. There's no <laughs> emu. Just know that every single Australian listening is laughing at you. How many Australians are listening? I should check the metrics on that, actually. <laughs> and I apologize for mispronouncing your cr- native creature, animal, your native animal who you went to war with. I don't know. Yeah. So we're getting sidetracked, but uh, Delta just did a, another project brief, this time on mind modeling at home. Also, apparently he did a project brief on the emu wars of Australia. So <laughs> to keep an eye out for that at boink.network or whatever you listen to this podcast on as a bonus episode once I get it up there. Um but yeah, I guess before we get to the GUI, we do need to know what Bundaburger Delta's Bundaburger be- beating today. <laughs> Let's go. What's your bad? I, I think someone's bound to have like made that. Like a someone's bound to have made a Bundaburger. <laughs> <laughs> too many E's or too many R's? There's just <laughs> it's a, it's an E and the R. Uh. All right. So it's time for my deadly Bundaburger review. And today we're still going tropical. And I must say, this week we've had probably one of the most iconic Australia days there ever were. It was 45 degrees, or almost 45 degrees, which for you lads over in the States uh, is approximately 120, 130 Fahrenheit freedom units. And it was a nice, just beautiful heat wave. And right after Australia Day, we got the rains, we got the cold front, nice and rainy and everything and today it is humid as hell it is currently 80 fahrenheit in here and i'm drinking a tropical mango sparkling bundy which has been craft brewed for over four days and i must say this one is pretty spot on and i'm talking like this is perfect to just sit on your back veranda on australia day sipping a cold tropical mango bundy i can safely say i understood maybe 60 percent of the words you just said (laughs) What's a, ver- <laughs> What's a veranda? Is that a person? A veranda. You guys would call it, a, 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 I guess, a porch, I think. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But it's bigger than a porch, I think. Interesting. I don't know. You guys are weird. Oh, it's, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. I have a beverage today. I was out getting a bottle of wine, and I found that they sell little bottles of um, old fashions in like little tiny bottles. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So I got one. And it tastes like an old-fashioned. End of exciting story. What does an old-fashioned taste like? Oh, man. 
So, like, okay, you're walking down a, an, a street in New York City. You turn down an alley. There's a, there's a stoop to your right, but it's a stoop that goes down, and there's a door at the bottom of it. You go down these stairs. You go to the door. You knock three times quickly, twice slowly, then three times quickly. You open the – well, someone opens the door. After sliding the little window slot, they let you in. You go in. There's a big dance floor. Everyone's wearing fuzzy hats, and there's there's a bartender in a vest. That is an old fashioned. Wow. <laughs> That that was that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, if you guys got beverages here, go ahead and throw them in the chat. We'll bring them in if they're exciting, and they're all exciting. Let's be honest. Uh, Remind me to show you a video after the podcast, Jamie. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Uh, people in the chat are trying to get Vitaly to jump on the blockchain bandwagon, and yes, he should. Every well. I shouldn't say should, but you should at least look into it. Be skeptical and everything, but it's exciting stuff. Um, oh, Phoenix Archer has Dr. Pepper. He's clearly trying to keep COVID away. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that joke made me puke. <coughs> Is it really that bad? <laughs> that was pretty bad. <coughs> All right, before, before we derail into blockchain discussions in the chat here, Let's get to the main topic. Eh? Are we missing anything? Oh, the news. We missed the news. We'll start off with the the main news of the week. Uh, as I'm sure Delta scrambles through the Project News channel to find something fun. Scrambling. Scrambling. <laughs> there was, uh, there's two, two boink development news things. Uh, there was a projects meeting. Uh, I almost said project brief, but not to be confused with Delta's project brief. So there's a boink projects uh, meeting uh, on Thursday. It was great to hear updates from all the Boink projects. Although it turns out that the news that they post is pretty solid. So keep it up, Boink projects. Uh, we also got to hear from uh, some develop uh, developers working on some development things. There seems to be a large focus on uh, keeping Android or keeping mobile phones working because there's all this new deprecation and, and hardware and I'm just throwing out words I don't understand but things are happening with phones and processors that are important and operating systems <laughs> so, but everyone is on it they're trying to keep things running as best they can uh, and improve stuff as best they can that's what I got out of it um, and there was also a talk from Jeremy De La Rosa if everyone remembers uh, he's the guy running Leyline right now uh, he's sort of it, it seems like they are moving forward uh, if everyone remembers, their goals are very ambitious, very lofty, trying to get some pretty cool stuff done. Uh, we wish them luck and hope to hear from them soon. Um, but yeah, that, it, was, it was a good time. Everyone should keep an eye out. And also, uh, Keith was there. Keith used to run the Boeing Contributor Calls, uh, and it sounds like he's going to start those up again after a very busy several months. Uh, so if you are contributing to Boink actively... Uh, through the uh, GitHub repo or contributing by doing stuff like what we're doing right here, uh, but like actually doing things like running these or, <laughs> or or doing other things with Boink if you run an organization, if you are contributing, if you're a contributor, uh, you are very welcome to join these discussions where we're going to talk about contributing to Boink, how we can make it better, what we're doing and everything like that. Uh, keeping ear to the ground for when the next BCC, Boeing Contributors Call, is, we will be sure to let you know. 
And lastly, there is an update on our news bot, which we are we use on this Discord to gather news from all the Boink projects. Uh, this bot is made by Kevin Reed, who works with World Community Grid, and he is also part of the PMC on Boink. He he's a godsend for Boink. He keeps stuff going a lot of times. Uh, he's one of the guys that keeps stuff going. Uh, he updated the news bot to be a little better. So awesome. Huge shout out to him. You can, there's also a, a UI for the newsbot now at vcnews.info. You can go ahead and check that out. That will That's where all the Boink news that gets ported into this Discord uh, will appear and a, as a URL. But you could also just chill on our Discord and, and look at the Project News channel. That's fun, too. Um, all right. That's everything I could install with Delta. Did you find something interesting? <laughs> uh, I found a couple of things. What we got? All right, so starting out with uh, number fields at home, it seems that they have had a database crash. I think some of their drives failed. And luckily, they kept backups. And every system administrator out there should keep regular backups because the last backup number fields had was only two days ago. So they only lost about two days of work. They've pushed some deadlines back for some work that's already out there to give people some time to return. Um but yeah, um, they've been set back by about two days, which isn't too bad. All right. And we also have news from MLC at home. And it is a bit of a slow news week for them. But really, uh, all it was for them were simply prepping some more data sets for release. So you might see some new data sets to crunch on MLC at home. There's still plenty of work to do. We're only 80% through data sets 1 and 2, and we are only 30% through data set 3, milestone 3. So if you have some crunching power, think about switching to MLC at home. they got some data sets for you to crunch. Uh, and yeah, anything in the chat, sorry, I'm talking. No, okay. Also in the, the realm of MLC and I think Psydoc as well, uh, they are looking actively for people to help with their projects, uh, coders in particular. So if you can do C++, I think they both require. Or everyone, every project would probably love people to help spread the word. Uh, so if you love AI, machine learning, uh, come on into the Discord, talk to MLC at home. He's the guy with the, the image of Spock. Uh, and then, oh, I forget her name, but she's the, the head of Psydoc is also on Discord. Uh, or you can reach out to their, their emails. And her name on Discord is Shh, Shh. Thank you, Vitaly. <laughs> S-H-S-H. Uh, reach out to them and let them know that you want to help out with the project. Yeah. And also, Ithena uh, is doing a hardware upgrade and they're looking for extra server components or just generally any computer components. So if you have any computer old computer components to donate, you might consider donating them to a Boink project. Amen. That's a that's a, hol a solid uh, concept we don't talk enough about. You know, you can recycle old hardware, or you can donate it to a Boink project, or just fire it up with Boink until it uh, disintegrates into dust. Really. Maybe we should talk about that next time. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. But this time we're talking about GUIs. We all know it. We all use it. It's Boink. <laughs> the only GUI. <laughs> the only there's well, there's the advanced and the simple version, right? <laughs> Let me just explain to you a little bit of how the actual Boink sort of ecosystem and software works. 
So you have three main components. You have the manager, which is what you click on to go and manage all of your Boink stuff. You then have the Boink client, which is what runs in the background on your computer and manages all the tasks and schedules everything. And then that client interacts with the server and the server is held on a project. It, uh, you have project servers, they hand out all the work, they hand it to the clients, the clients do all their funky stuff, and the manager connects to the little client on your computer and says, okay, what's going on? What tasks are running? Um, what projects are on here? Let's connect to a new project. Let's do all, all this um, funky stuff. And the great thing about having all this, uh, all this modular stuff is that you can have multiple different versions of a manager. You can have different types of GUIs. And interestingly enough, uh, most of you would know the normal uh, Boink manager that you get from the website, and it's nice and clicky GUI. You have the simple version, and you have the advanced view. But there's also, interestingly enough, a terminal version. So you actually have a there's there's actually a terminal version you can get, and you can go into your console and say, okay, I want to put in this point project and it is its own little sort of GUI and it is for those of you that want to know it is called Boink TUI for those of you on Linux and uh, yeah it just it's a proof of concept that we can have more than one GUI we don't have to stay with the simple old um, not that it's bad but the old manager that we have at the moment we can make a completely new one if we want we can wait make minute, one maybe minute. in the web browser <laughs> so if you're you're telling me which part of this is the open source part? All of it, right? All I, of it's open source, just... but the key thing is, is that we can make multiple different managers. Right. So I could go. And it'll all work. I could go think of a design a sexy GUI with a business model behind it, release it, and use it to and sell it essentially, and make money off of it while also helping Boink because I'd be making a. Uh, self-sustaining GUI that can fund development and keep Boink moving forward. Just because maybe I can put advertisements in the GUI, uh, or who knows how I can monetize building a sexy GUI. Precisely. And that's why we want to make Boink sexy again. <laughs> okay. And it, it, yeah, you can pretty much do anything you want with it. And it really, it it's like um, how you have SIM, SIM card retailers uh, and tele, uh, telecommunications providers. Uh, you guys have AT&T over there and whatever. We have Telstra over here. And they, make their, they have their network and they make SIM cards. Now, you don't have to go directly to Telstra or AT&T to get a SIM card. You can go to a little shop. You can go to a supermarket. You can go to anything to get a little SIM card. That's just like how what I'm talking about here is like. So you can find another GUI to run your Boink, uh, your Boink client on your computer instead of the stock standard one. And uh, part of the discussion here was uh, explaining that sort of concept. And then the other part of the discussion here was also discussing what changes we'd like to see or what features we'd like to see in a Boink manager. Yeah, before we get to that specifically, I'm curious what people think the priority of the, the folks like Vitaly and David Anderson and Kevin Reed and these folks who are working on the Boink code base itself, where do you think their priority should be? On the GUI or on the Boink infrastructure itself? Where is, where's the choke point right now? Functionality or uh, accessibility, I suppose? Yeah, and the, the interesting thing about this is that those guys, are the, the existing developers there, can focus on the actual infrastructure itself because other people in the community can make their own 
managers. For the time so being, they, it, it they is, aren't though. Yeah. So it, it's really these guys are the, the guys who run everything. Like they're gods essentially, uh, and and they do the GUI work uh, until other people step up and contribute. It's a great way to get experience. Here's the boink pitch, guys. Contributing to Boink in any way is a great way to get experience in this sort of field, scientific field, science communication, uh, developing, coding, statistical analysis, all of it. Boink is a wonderful uh, tool for your resume. Be selfish about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like you're helping a science, but you also get to build a resume. Anyway, what do you guys think about the priorities? I, I, yeah, I think that the existing developers should focus on um, on the infrastructure, and I think that parts of the community should step up and start maybe making an interesting little manager. Yeah, I I agree. I think the GUI is um, separate from the infrastructure in skill set, and people are asking why not both. Well, I mean, because reality, like yes, why not both? But there are resources and you got to prioritize where you're going to what you're going to do with your resources where you're going to focus because you can't just do everything right you can't if you're one person you can't do everything um so you, so you got to choose something and work on it with the infrastructure development you can make boink um very very good but at the same time if you don't have a good gui no one's going to use boink so it's a really challenging uh seesaw if you will of what to develop when and where to put focus and all that stuff but like delta like you were saying the the fact that gui is probably i'm assuming here because i'm not techie but uh it's probably a little easier to get into the gui than it is to get into the boink infrastructure because boink is massive um is is that a thing so like well uh, one thing i will say is that uh, in terms of the actual programming itself it really depends on the skill set because you do need a completely different skill set to make a gui compared to creating the actual software that just runs but in terms of the actual difficulty of programming uh, in terms of the infrastructure you have to abide by the standards that they've created in the boink infrastructure you have to follow all their little protocols or the pro uh, all the programming stuff whereas with the gui really all you have to know is how to interact with the rpc of the client so it, it's a matter of just um pretty much just normal little networking and uh, procedure calls compared to a big code base with lots of protocols lots of standards lots of functions yeah so it does seem like the gui is a little more targeted or accessible to people who just want to who can do some of this work and want to contribute but don't want to learn spend like some, some all, all the time required to learn the intricacies of the Boink infrastructure. It seems perfect for community contributions. And then people like Vitaly and David Anderson, who really know the code inside out uh, of the whole infrastructure, can focus on making that infrastructure even better. But it it's such a challenge, man. Yeah, and uh, really all you need to create a new manager is literally just a bit of documentation on how the RPC works, which is available. Um, and it is out there, and uh, yeah, it's it's ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> MLC at home says clearly the only answer is to rewrite the entire thing in Rust. That solves everything. And he's. Being I've sarcastic. seen many things fail from that. <laughs> <laughs> God of Rust. Well, now here we go into uh, more discussion on the GUI though. With what Koshi's saying, he says I'm fine with the GUI. Please don't waste time uh, on the Drupal integration. I'm sure he's uh, alluding to something there. Um, so how, how do people feel about this? His, Vitaly says the Drupal integration is still being developed, but it, this sort of brings up the power user versus new user debate, 
where Koshi is a power user. We know Koshi is boink, boinking for a very long time. A lot of us have. So we are very used to this large GUI that's not entirely just like the, the user experience. It's not entirely streamlined. Uh, and, and I would call us power users, even myself, who am uh, boink illiterate compared to a lot of people here. Um, with the newer user, if we're trying to get user adoption, how many of them are going to spend the hours uh, into weeks it takes to really familiarize yourself with the, the GUI, fiddle with all the, the drawbacks and everything? Uh, so it, wouldn't it be better to have a simpler GUI uh, with a lot of the requests that people have been writing in the chat here? Well, the great thing is you can have both. It's possible to have a power user GUI, which is probably the advanced view of the current main GUI we all have at the moment. And then you can also have the simple GUI, which could be a new one that someone makes that's like much more simpler and much more to modern standards. Yeah. It, uh, some folks might remember when we were connected with library, and we are still a little bit library in the blockchain project. And they're a perfect example of power user GUIs, power user interface essentially versus a uh, an adoption based interface. The everyone knows that blockchain is very complex and complicated and difficult to understand uh, until you've just been in the space for a while. Uh, so for library, what they have is a power user interface for people who are here and love the blockchain, um, let's call it nonsense, the blockchain magic. Let's go with that. But they realize that in order to get adoption, they're going to need to build a essentially a mirror of YouTube because not everyone wants to come in and learn everything about blockchain right off the bat. So they did that. They built a mirror of YouTube. And since that happened, the adoption of their, their platform has increased uh by a lot i won't give a number but by a lot uh you can see this perfectly if you have been listening to these recordings on library.tv or odyssey we switched to odyssey because it's easier to use but we used to be on library tv which was a lot more intimidating for new people so there's that's an example of the real benefits of having these two guis it's it's a thing yeah, and I personally think that this is probably the way that the internet itself and GUIs and software is going to move to in the in the coming years. I think there's going to be a massive API boom where instead of there being a single website that has a single GUI and you have to use the website to interact with all this stuff, for those of you that are a bit more technical, I'm talking more in the realm of PHP and all this, all the funky stuff where it's like all static, all into the same page and it's not modular or anything. But rather, we're going to separate the GUI from the actual backend itself and have it so that the GUI works and other people can make more GUIs, better GUIs can be made and brought in and done everything, and the backend still remains the same. It's the le it's the other level of information processing where it doesn't matter what backend you use, you can have many many different GUIs. All right, shall we start? Shall, shall we start talking about suggestions? <laughs> uh, yeah. What uh, what have people said? I well, I think the the one that uh, quite a few people have said is dark mode. We want dark mode. <laughs> um, so maybe a switch or a setting to say, hey, let's put Boink in dark mode. Personally, I probably won't use it, <laughs> but I know that other people will. <laughs> and some people will hate me for not using it. <laughs> How do you do that to your eyes, man? You got to use dark mode. I mean, uh, I don't know. Really, <laughs> it's on my computer. Like it's on, it's on. I mean, I wouldn't mind a dark mode on the phone, but um, yeah, on the computer, it's it's fine. 
Sweet, sweet. That is a simple uh, improvement for a GUI too, right? It's just like... Uh, I think so. I mean, I've done a bit of uh, GUI programming with um, with the Boink Manager, and it is relatively okay, but I, I don't know the full capabilities of the QT environment that they use. Yeah, uh, Vitaly says, problem with dark mode is that there's no support of dark mode for Windows by WX widgets. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. Well, that's an issue. But yeah, in Linux, it's, it's probably easier. <laughs> All right, what else we have? Uh, I think someone was mentioning uh, that they want more... Uh, oh, yeah, Boysanic, do you want to talk about uh, more granular logging for why tasks are failing? Is he there? Uh, can you sum it up? Because I didn't really understand what he was saying. Yeah, I can sum it up. <laughs> All right, well, if you manage to get your mic working or you're back... Um, you can talk about it, but uh, in summary, Boysanic, who also works with uh, Minecraft at home, has mentioned that some of the debugging logs or uh, or the just the logs themselves, the events in, in the Boing Manager, should be a little bit more granular. So if a task fails or if, um, if a task was not sent or a task fails to upload or something like that, they should have more informative messages so that the user can know sort of exactly what might be wrong whether it's a problem on their side or it's a problem on the server side so for example if a task doesn't upload for some reason instead of just saying failed the upload retrying in whatever seconds it'll say failed to upload could not establish a connection with the server check your internet connection something like that yeah this brings up a good point too about the difference between um a ui for a user and a UI for a project admin because it seems to bridge the gap, right? There's a, the user would be able to see what was wrong and then report it to the admin who can then troubleshoot it and fix the issue. So these are two different things. I think I might be derailing this a bit, but the I, I know that the um, UI for project admins is something that uh, was on the loose roadmap, the vision board, I guess, uh, a couple months ago, like trying to make a one click, click and play, Boink project setup, that would be a really yeah. cool UI. Uh, we also have another suggestion from Sackpop, uh, and this is actually a pretty interesting one. Can we have? Can we make the badges for the different projects appear in the GUI? This will be interesting. <laughs> this is quite interesting, and he does mention my vanity needs to be boosted. So <laughs> I think that's quite interesting. Imagine you're just crunching away at Boink, and then suddenly you get like a little notification saying, wow, you earned another badge, or you earned this badge, and then it just starts appearing in your little Boink manager. That would be neat. That would be similar to like the screensavers. Yeah, uh, and if you can make it, um, yeah, badges, <laughs> people love badges. And if, if you can make people show off their badges even more, then they'll absolutely keep crunching more. And uh, really, the only issue is actually getting those badges because I think you do actually have to connect to the project servers themselves. Like they they have it on their forums or something, and I don't know if if there's a proper like endpoint or something to fetch them all. So it might be a bit difficult trying to actually get them. But that is a very very good idea. I think that's a I think that's fantastic. What if we make badges NFTs? Uh, what are NFTs? Oh. Uh, more blockchains. Oh, Non-fungible uh, non tokens. tokens, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because imagine like being able to crunch a Boink project and then trade in a badge for like something else or combine badges into another badge or something like that. Yeah. That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be pretty cool. A lot of fun. 
MLC at home mentions MLC at home being the guy who just started the MLC at home project. So he has a little bit of experience with this very recently. He says he has opinions about the server side, but no real time to help solve them. Uh, so it's a bit empty for me to be claim to complain. That is very noble, sir. <laughs> Go ahead and complain. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe we can have a, uh, a, an episode about complaining about the server side. <laughs> yeah. He does note that he respects the server for being uh, useful as it is. Like I, I think most of us here respect how big Boink is, but that doesn't and and how great it is. But we shouldn't. Uh, that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it even better. Um, and he's he feels bad for complaining because he says he can't contribute, which is just awesome because anyone can help fix these issues if you have the right skill set. But it's that's one of the cool things about this, right? If you have the skill set and you see an issue, you can jump onto the repo and just do it as long as you follow the processes, I suppose. Hmm. Delta, aren't you working with some uh, GUI stuff recently? Uh, I was working with it last year, and it was a part of my computer science course. Uh, and yeah, I did fix quite a few bugs in the uh, in the Boink manager. Neat. Would you say it was easy to to get in? They involved? do. Yeah, they do have beginner tasks, so you can go in and you can actually do like a beginner task, which is like really simple. All you have to do is just load up uh, Microsoft Visual Studio, load the project. Uh, crunch it all in, compile it, and then use the debugging tools to go and find where the error is, do a little fancy little programming stuff that you'd learn in computer science to figure out what's the issue, and then uh, you look up the documentation for QT and WX widgets and whatever. And uh, as Vitaly says, he hates them both, and I do too. <laughs> but the documentation's there. And uh, it's if you read, if you're happy to sit down and just read for a little bit and get a bit of help and pointers from Vitaly every now and then, it's absolutely perfect for beginner um, programmers. Yeah, Vitaly even points out here, someone mentioned something about HTML. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not following the chat very well. But the uh, Vitaly responds with an issue that I think is talking about what this person's talking about and offers to manage the work as people contribute to it. So... The folks who are working on this definitely enjoy working on it, aren't happy, very happy when other people join in. So don't uh, be afraid of it. Other people will help you along for sure. Yep. Um, do you think we have time to quickly talk about the HTML part of it? Because I could explain that a bit. Yeah, go ahead. Because that's what he was talking about, and I have no idea what it means. Yeah, so uh, what they're talking about here is there's an issue posted by David Anderson in developing a new GUI using a framework called Electron. So Electron is not the subatomic particle, but rather a framework that you can create basically almost a website because it uses HTML and CSS and all that for styling, but you package it into a program. So you can actually load it up onto your computer rather than in your in your browser. And it'll all it'll have to do is just literally interact with the client via the RPC that it already has. And then Bipto Bango Bongo, uh, it all works. That is the new one. <laughs> <laughs> so that that could be the next idea. <laughs> that could be the next idea for a new GUI. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Are there any last ideas for GUI for the person who's listening to this and is like, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to make a GUI for Boink." Any last thoughts? I, guess I should be looking at the chat while I ask that. I think there should be a red mode. So if there's a dark mode, there should also be a red mode. <laughs> <laughs> Zerdas points out that Delta is really in Austria pretending to be an Australian uh, because of the <laughs> bingo, bango, bong. <laughs> uh, all right, well, cool. Um, yeah, I guess that'll be it for this week. Uh, did we say we were going to talk about something next week? 
Uh, we could talk about the server side. <laughs> you could talk about you could talk about the server side. I'll throw in some philosophical musings every once in a while, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Synergy sums it up, sums up today's conversation perfectly. Well timed, sir. He says we all love the point concept, but as time grows on, well, I'm bad at reading. My apologies. But as time goes by, improvements are needed. For example, the Boink CMD uh, should be upgraded so you can set the percent of CPU cores to use for a specific time. Agreed. This can be done. It uh, continues in a parenthetical. But the that's the infrastructure work, right? To to make that improvement is an infrastructure improvement. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think that's more towards the client. But rather instructing the client what to do. So it's it's a bit of both worlds, really. Yeah. So it's just ah, there's so much, bet- uh, so much potential between working on the client server or the GUI. Uh, and if you start working on the GUI, people will love you and shout suggestions at you all day. So come on in and start doing it. Uh, jump on the repo. We'll put that in the description below. Or come on into the Discord. Talk to Vitaly directly, who is uh, one of the best developers in the world. So. Uh, go say hi. Come say hi. Or just come say thank you for everything you do. You're awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you next week at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord. Week, everyone. See ya. <laughs>